listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Coming to you from the Windy City Slam Studios in the southwest suburbs of Chicago, this is Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on in, everyone. Mike Pankow here, the founder and editor of WindyCitySlam.com and the host of Windy City Slam Podcast. Boy, do we have an episode for you this week. We have two special guests. We'll get to them in a little bit. Chaz Moretti of the Chaz Moretti Agency and the other guest, veteran wrestler, the Pitbull, Joey Chichi. So a pair of guests coming up a little bit later on. But first, we have just so much to talk about with national and local wrestling. It was an amazing weekend of professional wrestling. If you are a fan that loves both Chicago and national wrestling, you probably had a total blast this weekend. Let's get into the national scene first, then we'll jump into local, and there's a lot to talk about in local. Nationally, WWE's Money in the Bank in front of fans, a full-capacity crowd in Fort Worth, Texas at the Dickies Arena. Amazing show last Sunday night, and the two top matches, in my opinion, and I didn't even mention this match last week, during my Money in the Bank preview, but Charlotte Flair becoming Raw Women's Champion once again, defeating Rhea Ripley. Absolutely amazing match. Great storytelling, great psychology. The fans really got into it. It was awesome. I mean, even with fans chanting for Becky Lynch in the background because of Becky Lynch's Instagram tease earlier in the day and booing the hell out of Charlotte Flair. But by the end of the match, Charlotte and Rhea earned the fans' respect with the great work, the great storytelling. It was an outstanding match. It might be the best women's match of the year so far. Hats off, Charlotte. Hats off, Rhea Ripley. It even topped their WrestleMania 36 match in the empty arena last year, which I also thought was terrific. In addition to that, the men's money in the bank really pulled me in. Big E winning was an awesome story. I kind of had a feeling toward the end of that match, it was going to sway his way. He did the awesome big ending on Seth Rollins off the ladder. And talk about a guy who really deserves a little bit more of a push now. Ricochet proved that last night. He really is the king of high spots if WWE lets him do that. The walking on the ropes, then that amazing fall off the ladder balances on the top rope and then does the dive onto the outside and the rest of the wrestlers. That was sick. Absolutely amazing and sick. Ricochet definitely deserves a better push now. I know there was probably some pull backstage saying maybe this guy won't cut it. He's not a main event guy, but I think he deserves a nice run now. Also, we had Roman Reigns defeating Edge to retain the WWE Universal Championship. And guess who's back? John Cena came out afterward to confront Reigns. And it looks like at SummerSlam in a few weeks, we will get Cena Reigns for the Universal title. We'll see how that develops over the next few weeks. Bobby Lashley just destroyed Kofi Kingston to retain the WWE Championship. Just obliterated him. Maybe this leads to Big E cashing in eventually on Bobby Lashley on Raw, making the jump back from SmackDown to Raw and possibly reuniting with the New Day and becoming WWE Champion. I think I kind of like that idea of a story, and Big E has been fantastic since he's gone single in the last year. I think he deserves a good run. He was one of the first NXT champions ever, and this would be a nice way to finally crown him after about eight years on the main roster. And also, we had Nikki Ash, almost superhero, winning the women's Money in the Bank match which could open up some intriguing matchups as well and some other storylines on whether or not she cashes in her case sooner or later or whatever. I mean, kind of interesting. I know um, 
Nick Houseman, our guest last week on the podcast, had mentioned Liv Morgan. And Liv also looked very good in that match. And of course, we have a veteran like Natalia and people like that kind of helping you out. I mean, everybody looks good when they're in the ring with Natalia. So another very solid women's money in the bank ladder match. Moving on to the other national card from last weekend, Impact Wrestling Slammiversary last Saturday night in Nashville. AEW slash Impact Wrestling Champion Kenny Omega retains the Impact World Championship, defeating Sammy Callahan in a no disqualification match. Some other stuff from that show, Deanna Perrazzo retaining the Impact Knockouts Championship, defeating the surprising announcement of Thunder Rosa showing up in Impact Wrestling. I'm not sure if that's a one-shot deal. Maybe she works with them a little bit more. But Thunder Rosa's getting around between AEW, the NWA, and now Impact. So that's kind of cool for, you know, you kind of have a wrestler starting to travel through the territories again, like the good old days back in the 70s and early 80s. So I kind of like that concept. And Mickey James also made an appearance um, several months after her release from WWE. She made herself a big time in Impact for a number of years, multiple time knockouts champion there. So if she really is back in the company, that should be a boost to the knockouts division as well. Also, the Good Brothers, Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows, they defeat Violence by Design, Joe Doring and Eric Young, who were the tag team champions, Rich Swan and Willie Mack, and Falaba and No Way, formerly known as No Way Jose. And the Good Brothers are your new Impact Wrestling Tag Team Champions. And in the six-person X-Division Championship match, the walking weapon Josh Alexander retains the title, defeating Ace Austin, Chris Bay, Petey Williams, Rohit Raju, and Warrior Wrestling Champion Trey Miguel. And one other note from that show, Havoc and Rosemary defeating Fire and Flava to win the Knockouts Tag Team Championships. Stay tuned to Windy City Slam for some local event news coming up next. Check out WindyCitySlam.com for news, analysis, photo galleries, and links for Chicago and independent wrestling, plus stories on the big boys such as AEW, WWE, and Impact Wrestling. Also, while you're there, catch up on the latest episodes of Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome back to Windy City Slam Podcast. And again, an amazing weekend in professional wrestling, especially in the Chicagoland area. And we're going to get into that right now. Last Thursday night, Zello Pro, Summer of Zello, after the Windy City Thunderbolts baseball game. And the main match there was Egotistico Fantastico defeating Chico Suave to win the White Castle Bold Move Championship. Now we move on to Flash Friday night, another amazing Chicago-style wrestling show in the heat of the night in Franklin Park, and the main event was off the hook. Stay tuned to CSW's Facebook page because they're actually going to put this match up within the next few days if they haven't already. Filth King Brubaker, the Chicago-style wrestling champion, defeats Ice pick Vic Capri in a street fight. And this thing was all over that very small American Legion Hall in Franklin Park. And there was even a flaming table with barbed wire used. It was absolutely crazy. And the rest of the results, courtesy of CSW General Manager Steve Arendt. And let's go with those. Axel Rico winning the Futures Battle Royal. Then we had Heather Reckless winning a five-person scramble over four men, Jack Moody, Connor Lycan, Sabotage, and Jay Marston. So Heather Reckless making her name over the past few months at CSW. Then we had CJ Esparza with an impressive win over Solomon Tubu. Hades X1X wins the CSW Metro Division title from Jake from Wrestling. In a grudge match, a beauty supply match, Mateo Valentine defeats Ryan Matthews. And during the match, according to a, a fan's observation on Instagram, 
She said that Mateo actually used waxing strips on Ryan Matthews. So a different level of brutality there, so to speak. And then we had CNC Destruction. Cody James and Chris Miller, they initially retained the CSW Tag Team Championships over the Bruise Brothers, Steve Boz and TJ Steele. But the ending controversial, Steve Arendt, Overturns the decision, restarts the match, and then the Bruce Brothers are once again your CSW Tag Team Champions, and a very upset Cody James punches Steve Aaron in his face for his involvement in overturning that decision. And in a six-man tag team match, we had Acid Jazz, Action Jax Johnson, along with his manager Big Business Levi, and Lee Metalik, they defeat Team Rocket of Marche Rocket, Mario Pardua, and Saban Gage. Then in a tag match, we had CSW Women's Champion Sky Blue and Jake Painter. They defeated Country Air, Zach Hendricks, and Doc Simmons. After the match, Heather Reckless, there's that name again. She's making her name. She delivers a low blow to Jake Painter, hits Sky Blue in the face with Sky's title belt. Definitely a feud we're going to see for that title very soon. Can't wait to see it. Heather Reckless and Sky Blue. And that was the final match before the crazy Brubaker victory over Vic Capri in that street fight. Amazing stuff from CSW again. Power Entertainment wrestled at the Psycho Billy Nightmare Freak Show. And that was last Saturday, July the 17th. Real quick, courtesy of Power Entertainment's Facebook page, Tiny won the Battle Royal. And in tag team action, Joey Roth's BMI defeats the Revolution. Meat Hooks O'Bannon defeats the Mass Marauder. POW champion Scott Spade defeats Jake Cross in a non-title affair. Kevin O'Reilly defeats Kazile by disqualification. And then we had the POW Midwest champion, Bow, defeating Pauly Tomaselli to retain. A couple of highlights from Gali Lucha Libre, which was this past Sunday night, July the 18th. The escalating feud between Axel Rico and Sky Blue continues as Axel Rico squeaks out the win by disqualification with the classic Eddie Guerrero finish where Axel Fane getting hit by a chair and Sky Blue actually got caught red-handed with the chair in her hand by referee Dan Perch. Now, if this looks familiar to Chicago wrestling fans, Freelance Underground did the same exact finish with Coda Hernandez and Acid Jazz at the Freelance Underground show last month at Church Street. And I believe Dan Perch was also the ref in that match. So I guess he's used to doing that type of thing. And then also, Adam East defeats Ninja Mac in another featured match at Gale. All right, the match, the show of the weekend, and the match of the weekend, occurred at Warrior Wrestling Stadium Series. And let me catch my breath here for just half a second, because this was an amazing show again, amazing card. Last Saturday night, July 17th, Dave Matteo Field, Marion Catholic High School in Chicago Heights. My personal match of the night, Lance Archer defeating Robert Ego Anthony with Frank the Clown in a no-holds-barred match. Now, this thing went everywhere. They brawled all over the football field. They brawled into the bleachers. They threw pizza at each other. There was a, a styrofoam cooler with beer and ice flying around. There was all kinds of other weapons. There was a clown army that tried to stop Lance Archer before the match, and all the clown army got taken out by the murder hawk monster before the match even began. So Frank's backup plan really didn't work too well there. Even when it looked like Ego and Frank had the advantage, despite the fact they had all these spiffy Chicago wrestling gear on. I mean, absolutely amazing stuff by both Ego and Frank. They, if you hadn't seen the match, hopefully you can check out Fight TV for the replay because their gear was on point. And Frank also had this Sam Punk inspired shirt, which I hope they sell somewhere like Pro Wrestling Tees or something like that because it was an awesome shirt. But the match ends after total annihilation by Lance Archer. He hits the finish on him, gets the three count all over in the middle of the ring. Then Lance Archer takes out the trash, grabs Frank the Clown, 
takes him into the bleachers by the entrance stage, climbs into the bleachers, hoists up Frank and dumps him probably about 20, 25 feet onto the ground behind the bleachers. So Frank the Clown totally wiped out by the Murderhawk monster. The entire match, absolutely amazing. I love Lance Archer. I love his character. Robert Eagle Anthony has been a great veteran in Chicago wrestling. That guy took his ass kicking like a man. Hats off, Ego. Hats off, Frank. A lot of people hate Frank and wonder why is Frank the Clown in this wrestling business? Why is he getting so much pub? Why did he have an hour interview with Windy City Slam podcast? Well, that guy knows how to generate heat. He knows how to make people hate him. People talk about Frank the Clown. There's no doubt about it. This is why Frank has been featured prominently on Warrior Wrestling shows. And now he's starting to get around to places like Freelance Underground and Solo Pro. And in October, he'll be at SSW. I mean, I'm probably really raving and giving Frank a lot of credit right now, but the man deserves it. He's not just Noel Foley's boyfriend. He's a legitimate heat seeker. Hats off to all three members in that match. Absolutely amazing. Main event was Kylie Ray defeating Lady Frost to retain the Warrior Wrestling Women's title. And ring gear again, Kylie Ray had this Chicago-inspired gear as well. It was awesome. So check out the replay, Warrior Wrestling on Fight TV. Check out those two matches in particular. But Kylie Ray defeats Lady Frost, and afterward... Lady Frost's entourage, Savage Gentleman Victor Benjamin and Richard Holiday attack Kylie after the match before the Varsity Blondes, Brian Pillman Jr., Griff Garrison, and Julia Hart came out to even the score. And this was earlier in the evening. This was a rivalry really brewing when the Blondes beat Benjamin and Holiday in a tag match. Real quick, other matches on the show. Aramis defended and retained his Warrior Wrestling Lucha Championship defeating Daga. Then we had Jonathan Gresham defeating Davey Richards in what was an absolute technical clinic. It was a masterpiece of technical and strong style wrestling. You got to check this one out on replay. I mean, these two really brought it. They, they were laying the strikes in. It was an awesome, awesome match. And speaking of awesome, the finish of the Brian Cage Ninja Mac match. Cage wins the match, hitting not only the drill claw, but a super drill claw. And whew, he just smoked him. Dan Housen defeated Lee Mortuary, or Lee Moriarty, depending on if you're Dan Housen or not. Dan Housen called him Lee Mortuary, which I thought was absolutely hilarious. The fans just love Dan Housen. Very good, very evil. Solid win for Dan Housen, defeating a very skilled and crafted Lee Moriarty in that match. I mean, he's really been making his name for himself on the independent scene as well. Moriarty might get a contract at some point with a major company. I can totally see it. And maybe Dan Housen too. I mean, people just love his character. Two indie darlings putting on a great performance. Heavyweight hustle, Calvin Tankman defeated Jordan Oliver. Then we had Dante Martin, one half of top flight in AEW, defeating Casey Navarro. All right, the next Warrior show is August 21st with Kylie Ray defending the Women's Championship against Thunder Rosa. Then we have the Dark Orders, Evil Uno and Allen Five Angels, Marco Stunt, Warrior Wrestling Champion Trey Miguel, and the bombshell of the night as announced by Principal Steve Tortorello, New Japan Pro Wrestling's Jay White will be at Stadium Series August 21st, and that will be opposite of WWE SummerSlam. So it'll be interesting to see how many people come on out for the alternative to WWE. We'll be right back with what's coming up this weekend in Chicago professional wrestling. Check out WindyCitySlam.com for a local calendar of events listings for independent shows in the Chicago area, Northeast Illinois, Northwest Indiana, and Southeast Wisconsin. Plus select national show listings for WWE, AEW, Impact Wrestling, ROH, and more. Back here on Windy City Slam Podcast, Mike Pankow here. And real quick, before we get to our guests, Chaz Moretti and the Pitbull, Joey Chichi, 
this weekend, there are a few events in the Chicago area I just want to mention real fast. It's W-O-W-T or WOT Saturday night, July 24th at the Berwyn Eagles Club. Main event is former WWE champion Alberto El Patron, FKA Alberto Del Rio, against former WWE superstar, Puerto Rican sensation, Savio Vega. Also on the show, WOWT champion Bandalero takes on Triton. And WOWT Chicago champion Just Amazing is slated to defend against AJ Flyer. This weekend, Freelance Underground doing a double shot TV taping on back to back days. Phase In is the name of the show. And it's Saturday night and Sunday afternoon, July 24th and 25th, back at the Church Street Brewing Company in Itasca. And just some of the names that have already been advertised include Freelance Underground Champion GPA, Freelance Underground Independent Champion Laney Luck, the Freelance Underground Tag Team Champions, the Brothers of Funstruction, Kylie Ray, Lee Moriarty, the Bang Bros, Trevor Outlaw, and many, many more. Should be a fun show. And stay tuned for details. If you can't get a ticket for either one of those shows, stay tuned for details on how you can watch Phase In from Freelance Underground coming soon to IWTV. And one other show real quick. MWA Bash at the Bar, Saturday night, July 24th. This is at the Old Republic Bar in Elgin. And as announced so far, we have the MWA champion, Brian Blade, plus legendary stars like James Storm, Christopher Daniels, and a special appearance by the one and only Mr. 83 Weeks himself, Eric Bischoff. All right, folks, in mere moments, our special guests coming up, Chaz Moretti and the Pitbull. Joey Chichi. You're listening to Windy City Slam Podcast. Chicago wrestling news and guests every week with new episodes dropping every Tuesday. Check out some of the past guests such as The Good Brothers, Drama King Matt, Ryan Pillman Jr., Jesus Bryce, Lady Locke, Sam Adonis, The Ice Pit Vic Capri, and many more. You can find Windy City Slam wherever you download your favorite shows like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, as well as at WindyCitySlam.com. Back on Windy City Slam podcast, and this week we have two guests. Long-time local Chicago area wrestler, the Pitbull, Joey Chichi, and a long-time Chicago independent manager, Chaz Moretti. Oh, Stop. You know, I knew this was going to happen. Let me explain something to you. I know it's not your fault this time. Let me explain something to you. A manager is a filthy, disgusting, flesh-eating parasite, the likes of which I will never fully explain to you. I am an agent. Got it? Yeah, we got it. We got good. It. Good. Continue. Longtime wrestling agent, Chaz Moretti. That's better. There you now go. you got it right. All right. All right. It's on so your mind, on. Mike. This weekend, um, you and Joey will be at Pro Wrestling Mid-South and the, f- the show on Friday night, July 23rd in Ripley, Tennessee. It's the Pitbull Joey Chichi against Golden Boy Greg Anthony. Now, tell me a little bit about the backstory of how that match came together. Very simple. It was a very simple transaction. Greg Anthony, who was a former three-time NWA national champion and the current Pro Wrestling Mid-South Unified Champion, likes to run his mouth. And so basically he gave out this challenge. He says, I'll take on anybody who has a title from anywhere in the world. Okay. I called the powers that be at Pro Wrestling Mid-South. I said, your champ wants to run his big mouth. I'll bring a guy down. I'll bring a champion down. And we're going to come down and we're going to take your title. And they're like, well, who is it? I said, it's Joey the Pitbull Chichi, the Italian-American heritage champion. Joey was awarded that title by the Federation of Italian-American Social Clubs and the National Italian-American Sports Hall of Fame. Out of all the Italian-American wrestlers in the world, actually in the United States, I should say, Joey was given the the title of Italian-American Heritage Champion. 
And it's a title that when you're an Italian-American, you're going to hold very dear to your heart. And you're going to defend it with every ounce of your being. And so I knew it was a sure thing. So I brought Joey in and said, hey, you got this title? It makes sense for you to sign with me because I'll make you more money and I'll get you more exposure nationwide in two weeks than you ever had in the last 20 years. So Joey saw the light, smartened up, signed with me. And now this coming Friday in Ripley, Tennessee, we're going to go down there and we're going to take Greg Anthony's title. And there's going to be about, mm, probably about 500 rednecks from Tennessee that'll be crying in their beer of their moonshine that night. It's a wonderful thing. Now, Joey, um, what are you expecting out of Greg Anthony? Well, I mean, you don't get the championship, Mid-South Championship, for being a slouch. So he's going to fight, and he's going to fight hard. Thing is, he's never had to fight anybody like me. And I have a feeling that my championship means more to me than his means to him. And so I'm going to be uh, walking out with both titles. A lot of pride going on there. Um, I mean, I remember when you uh, fought the mass marauder at Powell's July 3rd show and you just took it to him. Um, you think uh, Greg Anthony should give the mass marauder a call just to, to see what he's in for. Honestly, I don't think the mass marauder still knows what happened to him. So do. it wouldn't do him any good. It wouldn't do him any good. The best way to prepare for me, for him, for Greg Anthony, is not to prepare and just be ready for anything. That's what I'm doing. So, Joey. Yeah, sorry. So, Joey, um, how did this partnership come together for you with the Chaz Moretti Agency? Well, we've been uh, across the ring from each other for several years. Even though I haven't always agreed with... uh, Chaz's motivations sometimes. There's one motivation I've always respected and admired, and that's his passion for the business. And it can it can uh, parallel mine, you know. And anytime you have people, two people with that same type of passion and uh, motivation, the good things are going to happen. Absolutely. Look at it this way. Every wrestler wants to be a champion. Every wrestler wants to achieve the very pinnacle that they can in this great sport that we love. And every agent worker assault wants to get paid. I get a higher percentage of the gate of the merchandise. I get a higher percentage overall for a champion than I do for a contender. I get a higher percentage for a contender than I do for a rookie which is why over the course of my career, there have been very few rookies that have been lucky enough to be in the agency because any wrestler that I manage, that I guide, that I control, make no mistake about it. If that wrestler is a rookie, they will become a contender in no time. If they're a contender, they're going to get title shots in no time. And if they're a champion under me, they're going to achieve the very pinnacle of what this great sport has in store for that particular person. And it doesn't matter if it's a male wrestler, female, tag team, midgets. I have managed them all. And they have all gotten unparalleled success in the Moretti agency. And there's a lot of people that don't like me. There's a lot of people that don't like the agency. But I'm going to tell them again what I've told them for many years. I don't care. This is not show friends. It's show business. I'm here to make money. Okay? Joey's here to garner another title. He makes money. He makes money. I get my percentage. It's really quite simple. This has nothing to do with personality. Joey and I don't see eye to eye on three quarters of the thing. But we do see eye to eye on one thing. It's my job to watch his back, make sure there's no funny business down there in country land, and watch him take that title. That's exactly what we plan to do. Yeah, so this weekend, uh, you have a double shot. You're doing two shows down in Tennessee. Uh, what else do you guys have planned for that weekend? <laughs> you know, I'm going to tell you, other, other than a lot of drinking and a lot of uh, partying, not a whole hell of a lot. We're going to go 
They didn't take the title in Ripley. We're going to start celebrating that same night because, you know, the nicest part about Ripley, Tennessee, What's we're staying that? in Memphis. <laughs> so we're going to party on Beale Street all night, Friday night. We're going to go in Saturday to the Herb Welch Arena, which is a very storied venue in Dyersburg, Tennessee. We're going to defend those titles against whoever they decide to put up against us. We're going to go back to our suite in Memphis, go back to Beale Street, party some more, and then we jump on the private jet Sunday morning and on home. That's the plan. That sounds like a plan. Yeah. So, Chaz, um, you're kind of a busy guy, too, coming up next month. Uh, you're going to be back at Squared Circle Megastars in Berwyn. And that's Saturday night, August the 14th. You're managing Youth Gone Wild against 1,000 horsepower. Yeah, you know, Youth Gone Wild and a uh, great tag team. Uh, Tom Heisman and Matt Creed. Can't say enough good things about those guys. They, they understand. They listen. You know, they, they understand what the uh, philosophy of winning is. You know, even though we had a crooked referee that threw me out of the title match, or I didn't do anything. I was trying to help 1,000 horsepower stay on their feet because they were ready to drop. And I get thrown out of the match, and, you know, but Youth Gone Wild went on and captured those titles. And now we defend the uh, Squared Circle Megastars Tag Team Championship against 1,000 horsepower once again. Only this time, I am not going to allow a crooked referee to throw me out. But we're still going to defend our title successfully. So, again, it's going to be a great weekend on the 14th. My primary focus right now, though, is – taking Mr. Chi-Chi to the very top because we're not going to stop in Memphis. I've got promoters on the hook from Toronto, Canada, Montreal. I've got promoters talking to me in Rome, wanting us to go back to Italy and defend our, and defend the heritage championship. Uh, God, where else? Florida. So, I mean, we're going to be, uh, we're going to be on the road quite a bit because that's what it takes to be a fighting champion. And that doesn't mean we're not going to defend the title in Chicago or Milwaukee or uh, Indianapolis or anywhere else that's in the region. Just it has to, this has to understand this is not, this title is controlled by the champion. It's not controlled by a promotion or anybody else. So we determine who are, we determine what promotion we're going to work with. We determine which opponent we're going to accept. And in all honesty, the money's got to be right. If the money's not right, we're going to move on, go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Now, Joey, let's turn to you a little bit. Um, you're involved with the Illinois National Guard. Um, yes. You just did a some time in Washington. Um, what was that experience like? Six months. Six uh, long months in uh, D.C. You know, without getting too political about it, because um, that's – yeah, that's one of the things as a member of the United States Armed Services, we're pretty much not allowed to do. Um, it was interesting, to say the least. It was interesting. Um, you know, one thing I will say, you had a lot of, you know, servicemen and women sacrificing their time, taking time out of their lives, away from their family, away from their everyday life um, to support the uh, the mission out there to support the Capitol Police. We were all deputized by the Capitol Police. And, uh, you know, even though uh, our country is going through a real tough time and it's, it's a little broken, it's still the best country in the world. And mm -hmm. that's what we were there to do to, uh, to ensure that it stays the best country in the world and to make sure that nothing crazy kicks off out there. So it was, I got to tell you, it's, it's uh, good to be uh, home. <laughs> it's yeah. good to be home. Uh, let's face it. You're not going to find any better food than in Chicago. And which I was surprised about because you'd think DC would have good food. Oh my God. It does not. Mm. You can't find a decent pizza to save your life. <laughs> well, that's why but, uh, when we go down to Tennessee on Friday, I'm going to have a cooler pack with peppers and egg sandwiches, potatoes and eggs. We're going to have aqua, aqua pani. We're going to have Pellegrino. I'll make sure that we get taken care of because you know what you're going to get down in Tennessee, don't you? 
You're going to get that concoction they call Skeddy. Ugh, nasty. <laughs> hey, you know what? I learned a long time ago when I was a little kid. If it if it's not an Italian restaurant, you don't order Italian food at it. <laughs> you know, it's, no kidding. <laughs> I have some buddies uh, in the wrestling business that we've gone on road trips and we'd go to. I mean, no lie, like a Perkins, and they're like, "Oh yeah, bring me the lasagna." I'm like, "Are you?" you sick? Oh, they have our oh. on that one. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, you just don't know what you, what you're talking about right now. Wow. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> hey, you know what? I can I can monopolize the whole t- this whole time talking about food. Yeah, but <laughs> but you're gonna make me hungry. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> That's what I would sit there and do. You know, if it was a slow night and we're on, uh, we're at a checkpoint. I just start talking. Um, one of my master sergeants giving a giving a shout a shout out to uh, Master Sergeant Mike Pareto. Yeah, another good dago, huh? There we go. <laughs> uh, we'd sit there and we would talk about. It was ironic because we had we hadn't ever met until we were there, but we literally grew up in the same area. We're the same age, and all our favorite places are the same restaurants. <laughs> so we'd sit there and uh, just make each other hungry talking about food the whole time. Uh, if we were just sitting there on a on a checkpoint and not much was going on, and so when he got home, I was I still was there. He he came home a little earlier. First thing he did was uh, shoot me a picture of my favorite uh, pizza place. And uh, some Jane and Jude's as well. What? Like, no thanks. care package? What I got? Uh, no, no care package. I'm like, really? How are you, how you going to do a brother that way? <laughs> yeah, now uh, I'm really hungry now. But uh, right. <laughs> talk a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about your career in the wrestling business. Uh, how long have been you've been doing this? I celebrated my first year since I signed my first pro contract on uh, May 23rd of this year. So my career is uh, now legal to drink. Ah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was, ironically, it, it was uh, the anniversary, the day I signed was the anniversary of uh, that unforgettable day that Owen Hart may rest in peace, oh. uh, his accident. So it's uh, easy to remember. It's bittersweet because Owen was one of my... Uh, favorites to watch and uh you know never got the opportunity to meet him and uh so it it, you know makes it easy to remember but it is better bittersweet because yeah it's the day that i signed my first pro contract but it's also the the day that someone that i looked up to lost his life yeah doing doing what he loved Mm -hmm. and so you're very questionable. Sorry to bring it down to a somber note. <laughs> yeah, very questionable um, tactic that WWE pulled with the whole harness thing and coming down from the ceiling. I mean, I, I wish he would have spoke up and said, "I don't want to do this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it, it it is what it is, and you know, accidents happen, mm-hmm. and it was just so tragic because you know later on you find out that he was six months away from uh, hanging it up. You know. He already had secured a uh, position. He was going to become a firefighter up in Canada, and you know he's gonna he was gonna spend time with his family. So you never you never want to see something like that happen to anybody, but especially he was he was getting ready for the next phase, the next chapter of his life. Yeah. Um, God, what a talent! What a talent! And people that I've met that did work with him, that you know did travel with him, uh, they have nothing but story you know just good stories about him and what a what a first class individual and human being he was so and also a practical joker too mm-hmm. and we love practical jokers <laughs> <laughs> now, now now joey um you had the chance the privilege to te- tag team with your nephew joey Ariola in pow entertainment and joe has gone on to some great things in his career he was a very solid amateur wrestler at the University of Buffalo. And now he's at the WWE Performance Center and NXT uh, trying to work his way up the ladder there. What was that experience like for you? And talk a little bit about uh, jo- uh, Joey Ariola's um, upswing in this business. Well, uh, you know, 
like like you said, he's my nephew, and uh, he grew up. He, the kid is one of those freaks. He's a athletic uh, freak. He he uh, is able. You put him in any sport, he's that type of athlete that he's going to excel at a competitive level. Um, you know, I had the opportunity to uh, help coach with his dad, uh, him in football, and of course, uh, you know, would give give him pointers. Not that I really had to. Uh, in amateur wrestling, being an amateur wrestler myself, because um, he went, he came up through a system at Oak Park uh, River Forest OPRF High School under uh, the tutelage of Mike Powell. And if you don't know who Mike Powell is, there is a ESPN thirty thirty on him. I mean, and that's saying something. A high school coach, and they did an ESPN thirty thirty on him, and uh, that. That guy, talk about someone who really had such an influence on uh, Joe as an amateur wrestler. Um, you know, he, you know he, that's where he really, <laughs> really got the the determination, the rel- the relentlessness um, through working with uh, Powell, and of course his dad, huge influence on him. Uh, you know, making him, <laughs> making him wrestle, mm-hmm. you know, when he was a little kid, because not many little kids, you know, me, I, I think there's a little, I'm a couple of sandwiches short of a uh, combo platter because uh, I always like combat sports, you know, from the time mm-hmm. I was little, but, uh, you know, through that, uh, Joey would come see me wrestle. And uh, it was, I want to say his senior year. He's like, you know what, uncle Joe, I, I think I really want to try this pro wrestling thing. And uh, I told him, you know, you know what? You have a scholarship. You get that piece of paper in your hand. I'll get you in the ring. I'll get you in the ring and we'll start training you. But not until you get that piece of paper, you know, uh, because the last thing you need is to take a bump and to get a stupid injury and you lose your scholarship. Right. Mm -hmm. So and the ironic thing was the day I told him that we were doing a show and Adam Pierce was on that show and I introduced him to Adam. And uh, Adam told him the same exact thing. He's like, listen to your uncle because, you know, it, it's getting into the world of pro wrestling is iffy at best. And uh, you you definitely need that uh, that backup there. And so uh, after he wrestled his last match, first thing he told me is, I don't have to cut weight ever again, <laughs> which <laughs> anybody who wrestled knows that that's a big deal. More boxing. Bro, I had to cut weight right. a million times. I had to get down exactly. to 175 because I did not want to fight above 175. Yep. I'm used to cutting weight. But uh he's like, Well, now can now can I uh start training? I'm like, do me a favor, get your diploma first. <laughs> and then when you come home, we'll get you in the ring. So uh got him in the ring and I mean it's like a you know, he was a natural. He was a natural. We actually toyed around with uh, calling him the natural, but there's a few other people that have mm-hmm. taken that moniker, you know? Yeah. But uh, he was, I mean, you saw him, right? When he was in the ring. I mean, you would, you would never guess that he was a rookie. And so uh, we were able to capture gold together. And uh, I had known that uh, through different contacts um jared uh gerald briscoe had contact he he was in contact with jared briscoe and uh it was just a matter of time before the world started opening up again that he was going to get his shot to go try out down at the performance center tried out and they're like okay well we'll get back to you in, in a month or so a week after they contacted him via zoom and uh offer him a contract so he's down there he's working his butt off i wish him nothing but the best and there's one thing that i that he knows <laughs> and you know i i tried to instill it in him when when he told me about this i'm like you know that's awesome you know you're you're down there top one percent of the people that go down there uh, but realize 
you now have this opportunity. It all comes down to what you do with this opportunity. And he realizes that he's, like I said, he's been an athlete. He's been an athlete his whole life. And uh, he's, he's working his butt off. He's working his butt off and he's just, you know, unfortunately there you can work and work and work and work, but then it comes down to, what they have, what they're looking for. And so he's, he's waiting. He's preparing, not just waiting for an opportunity. He's preparing so when the opportunity arrives that he can uh, take full advantage of it. Yeah, I can't wait to see him uh, get on TV for NXT. I think he and uh, Rick Steiner's kid would be pretty cool as like a team or whatever. I mean, I think uh, be really, really cool. Ironically, they're uh, – I believe they're roommates. <laughs> ah, okay. Nice. Or one of his roommates, something something to that effect. They're buddies nonetheless. So um yeah, it, it would be it'd be pretty cool. It, it'd be pretty cool. Well, when you want to talk about goals, when you want to talk about getting a shot and making the most of it, I'm gonna lay this right out here right now. Nick Aldis, if you think for one second you're not on our radar. Think again. Billy Corrigan, you can hide that paper champion of yours all you want. I think he's defended his title, what, in the last thousand days he's defended it four times? Okay, against hand-picked opponents? I'm going to tell you right now, right here, I'm going to lay the challenge out there. Nick Aldis, when you want to show some stones and get in the ring with Joey the Pitbull Chichi, have your boy Billy Corrigan give me a call, and we'll work out the details. Because I am sick and tired of watching – Paper champions hiding behind their titles and then touting their chest up going, oh, look how, look at me. Look how great I am. I've held this title for a thousand days. Yeah, and only four days were you in the ring. Awesome. And, you know, no disrespect, Joe. I know Ariel is your nephew, but if that kid ever stood across the ring from you, we're going to stick him in the ground. Well, I mean, I'm not going to argue with that because, like you said, it's not show friends. It's show business exactly um it's not show family it's show business i uh you know it, it, love my dad could be my dad across the ring but if we're fighting for my for my oh, title wait, wait, wait. if it's your father we got a problem <laughs> well your father's like my father we usually don't lose because if we lose we're not invited to sunday dinner that's bad <laughs> but my point being <laughs> It's, it doesn't matter who's across the ring for me. You know, you're going to try and take what I have. I'm not, I'm not one of these people that uh, gets complacent and rests on their laurels. You know, you're going to try to take my baby. You're not going to take my baby. You got it. So. All right. Um, so this weekend, uh, Pro Wrestling Mid-South, Friday and Saturday, you guys will be killing it in the ring i'm sure uh and we could talk all day about food we could talk all day about <laughs> wrestling um but it's about time to wrap it up um before i let you guys go though uh go ahead promote whatever social media you'd like and any upcoming events other than the ones we've already talked about well um on august 7th box lake illinois pow entertainment um i'm gonna be there i'm gonna be uh Clashing again with the bad ombre cartel, as you know, mm -hmm. um, they attacked me yet again. They attacked me after my match. And uh, when it, it looked like uh, their uh, efforts were falling short, they bailed. See, these are guys that like to talk a big game. They've been doing it. They did it the whole six months I was gone saying that I was ducking them. No, 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 you chooch. I was doing something far more important than beating the crap out of the three of you. So with that being said, I'm going to be going head-to-head -head with uh, Ruthless Ramon Rodriguez. And, of course, he's going to have Jay Nova at ringside as well as his manager, Xavier, and... They're probably going to get involved again, and they're probably going to run away again. So y'all should come out 
on uh, August 7th to Fox Lake, Illinois. And uh, see me do what I do best. And that's beat the crap out of those three. <laughs> uh, but that's right now. That's all I have. Uh, you can you can contact me on uh, Facebook, Joey Chichi, uh, on uh, Instagram. It's Joey the Pitbull Chichi, and that's really all I have. But right now, my eyes are my eyes are on the prize uh, down in Tennessee. So, thank you so much for having me on. This no is problem. It, it's uh, my pleasure and my honor being on. So. And Chaz, what about you? What do you have to promote? Other than myself and other than my clients, I mean, that's busy. That keeps me busy enough. But, you know, um, again, Fox Lake, August 7th for Powell Entertainment's return to Fox Lake. That is their home venue. Little known fact, that was the venue that I debuted back yes, in it 2011. Was. March 19th, it was St. Joseph's Day. Yeah. And uh, I debuted with uh, Melanie Cruz. And with Taylor made. And so, uh, you know, Fox Lake holds a, a dear place in my heart. So we look forward to that show. Uh, Joey, if those, if those uh, rim bomb beads get on your nerves, just give me a call. I'll come down there and back you up. You know, hey, that's what we do. That's what we do. Other than, the, other than that event, the events that we've talked about, I've got a lot of stuff in the works that I'm going to make announcements as they get closer to time. But for anybody that wants to follow me, you can hit me up on Facebook at Chaz Moretti, on Instagram at Real Chaz M number one, and on Twitter at the same handle, Real Chaz M number one. And Mike, again, thank you so much for your time and giving us the platform to talk about uh, what we love to talk about, which is ourselves. <laughs> my, my pleasure, my paisans. Thank you. Mike, thank you so much, my friend. Appreciate right. it. Good luck. All right, Joey, I'll be over in about an hour. I'll bring the gravy. Please, you got please, bread? I'm starving. Okay, make sure you got bread. I always, I always have bread. What do you think I garbage had? we had the last time, the good bread. Hey, I right. get, I get good bread. All right, good. All right. Fun interview with Chaz Moretti of the Chaz Moretti Agency and the Pitbull Joey Chichi, who a lot of people know from POW Entertainment, uncle of NXT slash WWE Performance Center signee Joey Areola. Lots of fun there. Just really, really enjoyed that interview. And next week, we don't have a guest booked yet, but we're working on it. We're very close. Hopefully it's somebody pretty big. Fingers crossed we're working on it. We have plenty more Chicagoland wrestling action to talk about next week, right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. So long, everybody. Bye.